Podcast. I'm your host, Kirk Kinsey, and with me tonight is Josh Cacho. Josh, welcome back after uh, not being around for the last episode, and I'm sorry it's under these circumstances. No, I mean, you know, we're, I'm in the midst of uh, coaching football at the moment, so it does take a little bit of time away, unfortunately, for the pod. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's one of these games where, obviously, it makes the pod more fun because there's a lot more to talk about, but, you know, it's obviously a bit disappointing and given given how well we've been playing up to this point in the season, right? Yeah, I mean, the seven-game win streak, all the second-half comebacks. Um, I think this is the first time they've dropped points this season, right? Because they did get level and then uh, and then gave up a, a game winner. Um, yeah, it's a, and then uh, obviously the team you're playing. Yeah, the, it's, we're not talking about some juggernaut that, we played a great game and just got beat. Um, this is just a, a game. Um, I want to say a game to forget, but I, I think it would be unwise to just move on from this game. I think there are things that despite kind of the weird nature of, of the rotation and, and the formation and everything that changed for tonight, uh, I think there were some instructive things that we can talk about. Absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, from a coaching perspective, Right. These are obviously you like you would hope to be able to learn these lessons without having to actually lose, right? Maybe a close game, maybe a draw, one of these different these situations. But ultimately a lot of these things kind of puts it puts pen to paper for, you know, some of the more you know, so from for some maybe the weaknesses that this team has has shown but not but no one's been able to exploit thus far, right? Yeah. I think that's probably the best way to put it. Um, and obviously, when you go into when you kind of look back on what what where these you know where things went wrong, when you comparatively to other games, right? And I think the intent for this one, you know, when, from a coaching perspective, was basically you know to get to halftime at nil nil, right? And and flip the switch the way the LAFC has been able to do all season, bring your big guns and then score. However, you know, there's some notable absences from the lineup and I think this is, we're going to get into a little into this a little bit more um later in the pod, but I think that continued to play a factor given you just it just felt like there was a lack of continuity with what you saw on the field, right? In all these other games where they've, you know, either serve, you know, just start kind of playing survival mode or you know, just trying to play well enough um, to get to the second half, you see more continuity in how they approach things today. Just didn't feel that it felt disjointed. It felt like they were, you know, it just didn't feel cohesive um, in terms of, especially when you compare it to the mean, right? Comparatively to what they usually do, how they usually look, it just didn't feel, it just didn't have that same feel. So obviously, like I said, it put them in a bad spot and then now you're playing from behind and then, Again, those, you know, they San Jose exploited the same, seemingly the same hole in the defense um, for both of the goals that they they popped up. So, you know, obviously that's going to be something that the coaching staffs going to go want to go back to and take a look at to kind of figure out, okay, what what can we do here? How do we fix this before we as we head into the playoffs? Yeah, I, I think I think you're spot on about the co- the lack of cohesion. Um, I mean, they had a hard enough time just building out of their own half, let alone creating any sort of like really dangerous attacks. Um, 
in I mean, I guess we can jump straight into that. For me, there there were a couple of things that were just so wrong about the way this game started. And number one was the fact that you have Hollingshead and and Escobar playing together down that right flank. And it's just not a partnership that works. They were so out of sync where, you know, you see Escobar trying to play little back heels and flicks and stuff. And Hollingshead is making a different run. They're just not used to playing with each other because they're both fullbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I get it. I get that Hollingshead used to be a winger. So many fullbacks used to be wingers. Um, but we're talking about we're talking about a system that that needs you to combine with the people in your area on the field, and those two combining did not work. And what happens is if you're trying to make Opoku the guy who's who's the off ball free man, which I think in this case Opoku clearly should be right, um, because you just want him breaking them with speed. Uh, the problem is there's no good way to switch play after you invite all that pressure. So Escobar and Hollingshead would easily get trapped on the on the right wing. And then if the ball did get played into the midfield, only Acosta is a guy that you can trust in there. With Mendez and Blessing there, I mean, this is this is worse than K and Blessing. It's worse than you know Sifu and Blessing were last year. I mean, this was abysmal play tonight from both those guys, Mendez especially, but man, just atrocious through the midfield aside from Kellen Acosta, who just, I thought, I thought Acosta had a great game. Yeah. Th- um, this is probably so the best. Do. This is not the best. One of the Acosta's better games, right. That we've seen him play. Right. Yeah. He, he looked, he looked active. He was, he was the primary creator in the midfield. And, you know, I don't know if it was just comparatively to the other two. He just looked that much better. But um, yeah, like I said, he was, he was probably the lone bright spot on, you know, on the team yeah. throughout the throughout the game, obviously Mahala with a, a sublime finish there, but mm-hmm. at the same time, um, consistently throughout the game, Acosta was the only one that you kind of kind of point to and say, "Hey, you know." And Kerpo, to be fair, played fairly well. You know, um, down the stretch, again, obviously got put in a bad situation for the two goals you give up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, it wasn't it wasn't less than stellar to be to be kind. Yeah. So I, I want to explain that a little more. So it's not just me complaining about the midfielders. When I'm talking about this, I'm talking about Mendez, Mendez especially, a lack of awareness, never checking his shoulder. If Mendez gets the ball, he's not looking over his shoulder to see who's coming for him, and he will be dispossessed from behind all the time. When he plays a pass, it's not weighted properly. It's not sent to the correct foot. Uh it's not leading players. It's not away from pressure. It's just like a pass out there. And you see this from Blessing a lot too. Blessing had a, was on the end of a couple balls in the in the box. And again, Blessing in the box is just not efficient. Um, and not not being able to have that kind of uh, that kind of playmaking ability in the in the midfield really really did them in um, because again they were so easy to trap on the right wing. Um, and you, you could see it. You could see Opoku dropping into the midfield. And when he'd get on the ball, he wouldn't pass to anybody. He'd just dribble, 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 dribble. Uh, and he and he and Acosta were kind of doing it all themselves uh, to advance the ball. But uh, yeah, it's just I mean, not the spacing, enough. right? The spacing is yeah. just so much different when you have Carlos Vela kind of probing into that on that right side, dropping yeah. into the midfield, doing, I mean, everything just tends to open up right. And with good, with a good measure. Um, 
but at the same time, you know, when you really take a, as these things have kind of, um, you know, sorted themselves out, you're just like, man, are, are we a lot thinner in the midfield than we thought? Oh, they're about to find out. Yeah, because Ilya obviously you're going to Austin, right? No Ilya yep. on that on the man. What a what a game from him <laughs> as well. It just gets yeah. Two two quick yellows. Um, and, and and here's the thing: is people can one of the arguments that I anticipate being made is the idea that well, we went down a goal with the with the starting lineup and then we got one back and then we lost once a bunch of starters came in, but that game was already so far down the tracks. Like San Jose had set in, knew exactly how to attack LAFC. So there was never time for like San Jose never had to adjust and there was never time for the LAFC players to grow into the game. It was all, it was just out of hand the entire time. Yeah. I mean, and and usually, like I said, right. When you, the, the, there's a halftime adjustment to be made, right? That usually we're able to make. And I don't know if it was just a lack of depth in this issue, right? Not having another, you know, and, you know, again, I don't know what's going on, what, what's going on with Segura's fitness, why he only plays as much as he does. Obviously, Keelian is still being rested at this point. Um, you know, again, I think they, the, they probably took this game more lightly, right? Mm-hmm. All things considered where San Jose is in the in the standings and all these different things. But ultimately, right, it, it just all comes back to, to bite you at this point. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, like I said, it's 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 one of these things where it's, like I said, I think it tends to be more, it's more frustrating than it is long-term detriment, you know, long-term more of a bigger picture issue. Yeah. Right? Like I, like I said, there's a ton of frustrating things, but most of it are things that we've, We've always complained about, right, different things that, you know, we see regularly in terms of, you know, like, you know, like, okay, you, how can you pair two guys in the midfield as eights that don't have creative juices, right? Yeah. Um, why not play, you know, a double pivot in that case, give you a little bit more defensive stability, you know, and then just let the front, if, you know, if you're not, you know, it's, like, it's just one of these weird situations, like, obviously, formations are a starting point, but. I don't know. It feels like for, you know, with a lot of times when you're playing Latif and, you know, Mendez together, it feels like you're trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. Yeah. You know, well, and it's the same, it's the same square peg that they've been trying to fit into the round hole for two years now. Right. Um, so it's, it's, it's frustrating for me because it's like you finally deal with what you what you had to, you find like Sifu finally, you were so patient. Sifu was part of that square pay problem for so long. And now you finally get, uh, you, you finally get it sorted and then you pull him and now it's Mendez is the new guy. So I don't know what it is about LAFC in this profile of midfielder, but, um, man, they got to fix it. Yeah. I mean, I think maybe if it's, if you're, if your goal and your, you know, your, priority still to be this pressing team and maybe against the San Jose that was the that was the best choice I don't know if you're trying to rest as well right like okay well let's just go into this thing and just counter press we don't necessarily need you know to you know San Jose has been bad you know they got what Dallas dropped four or five goals on them or whatever it was last yeah. week yeah and so you know again I I think it was a combination of the, 
low, you know, obviously trying to rest guys, taking San Jose lightly, but also the last couple days just kind of being a, a hot mess from a transfer perspective and what the heck is going on with with Brian Rodriguez. And it just puts you into a weird spot where, you know, I think I think they're trying to scramble again. Like, that's where you end up with, you know, Hollingshead playing right wing. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Hollingshead is going to be starting any games at right wing with, you know, if Rodriguez is still available. But with him giving that interview and clearly just getting the worst advice from his agent and then following that advice rather than firing his agent, um, he's, you know, it's it's Hollingshead. Should they have started Vela? It, absolutely. <laughs> I, I, for me, you just go ahead and start him. Um we are joined, we are just joining, or just being joined, I should say, by Pablo Morales from uh, Dolly Black and Gold. So I'm going to bring him on here. We tried a little earlier and uh, had some audio issues, but we're going to bring him in here. He's been listening for a few minutes. Pablo, what's going on, man? Oh, Pablo doesn't have any sound still. Hello, can you hear hey, me? Hey, there he is. Oh, well, now I have to control my volume. Let me see. Let me see. There you go. <laughs> Um, deeply sorry, guys. I apologize. My internet just went down and I have to go and restart, reboot everything. But the good thing is that I went to get my, my console while, while that thing was restarting. So I'm here. Uh, I was listening a little bit. I think um, I didn't get the whole picture right now because like, I just get in. But what I hear, I completely agree with you guys. It was that I think, okay, we'll start from the beginning. Um. I honestly, when I saw the start, the starting lineup, I didn't get worried, not in the sense that I'm worried about our season because our season is really good, right? But I do admit that I was um, a little bit feeling like Dolo is just like, you know, this this game doesn't matter, you know, in, in yeah. that sense. But now that, that I was listening to you guys, there's really good points. I didn't thought about how much of of uh, problems is creating all this noise about the transfers and about Brian Rodriguez. He started the last two games and out of the sudden, he didn't even play after mm -hmm. a terrible interview. Uh, there is some people saying that people uh, inside of the locker room and inside of LAFC, they're mad at him for what he said. Some at least the reports. I mean, we're not saying that's absolutely truth, but that's what those are the rumors, right? So um, I honestly, guys, I think and you might disagree with me in this one but i think this this wasn't this was needed i mean this loss was needed and i i see it in a perspective that i didn't feel like this was uh a failure in the sense oh we lost three points and i was like well we have to keep in mind that this team need this also needs this kind of losses the way we lost the game too you know, the, the way we concede those two goals with yeah. a defensive that I tweet in Spanish. It's a deja vu defense from other seasons. With it. just You just, you know, people are just distracted and then boom, goal. I think that's why we didn't, we, we lose the game. We could have tied. I mean, a tie would have been nice, point, yeah. you know, considering that we start with LAFCB. <laughs> right. But, but at the end... um. I think it was good to see where Ibiaga is at this point. I think it's good <laughs> to so you can realize where also Escobar is at this point yeah. and that Ryan 
it's better defender than attacker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? So, so there's definitely some answers. I, I, like, it's very clear that um, there are some guys that you can't you can't rely on. You can't rely on Ibeaga. You can, I mean, I, I know. I get it. I get it. I've, I've, I've spoken to people that say he's the fastest in training. He's the fastest guy out there. Like, thank you, Greg Berhalter. I don't care if my center back is fast. I want him to defend. I want him to be good with his feet. And Ibeaga is, is neither of those. Um, I, I feel like he put Palacios out on an island several times. Mendez is another one that's just like, I think if Mendez is part of a strong midfield for the last 30 minutes of a game, fine. But if you're going to put him out there with blessing and and just, you know, pray for the best, then it's going to go poorly. Um, I don't know. Josh, what do you got there? Yeah, I mean, I, I do agree with Pablo. I think we mentioned this earlier that, you know, you you kind of welcome some of these these losses. Right. Yeah, it's a good because point. Again, because it yeah. puts, it definitely gives you a talking point. Where, whereas sometimes I think, from a, as a coach, these situations will often fall on deaf ears because they're like, "Why are you? Why are you complaining? We're winning games, right?" Like you hear that all the time, you know, like and people, like 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 the people that tweet at me, yeah, <laughs> that I'm too negative, right. <laughs> or or you know, and and the funny thing is, is like you see it in. Um, Trunello's press conferences all the time where it's like they're winning a game and he's like, you know, these are the things we didn't do well. Right. Yeah, yeah. But from all things all things that we've heard, he's a lot less confrontational about those same things and you know, when it comes to talking to the guys man to man, right? And yeah, it's yeah. a lot in more of a player's coach and those types of things. And so, um, yeah, and so sometimes I think you it, in him being a player's coach. There's going, you're going to need to be able to have this, these more objective measures, you know, in that that often come with the loss that give you a better opportunity to, you know, to kind of point these things out as you head into, you know, yeah. into your playoff run. I feel like so I I do want to uh, center on this point for a second because I think it's I think it's interesting. It's this is kind of like, uh, I guess like pick your pick your favorite sports movie. There's always like they they start to take off and then they get knocked down a few pegs, right? Uh, Rocky three, right? He fights Clubber Lang and gets clobbered. Uh, and then he's eventually able to come back and, you know, it, or, you know, Apollo Creed is too cocky and he gets murdered by Ivan Drago. Right. And then Rocky uses that as the motivation. So I, I, maybe this will knock him down a few pegs and they can get back to business and, and really shape up a bit more. That's, that's a really interesting point, Pablo. Yeah. And just remember that, in that uh, game, which game was? I think it was. Oh, it was actually it was the last game I think, or the game before. <laughs> oh my god, my memory is failing me right now. But um, Cherundolo said uh, we didn't take, uh, we didn't score no opportunities, and a little part of me wanted even to get punished, you know. So we got punished today yeah. for all the opportunities we waste, and a little part of Cherundolo is probably okay. You see, I mean, that's why. We have to take those opportunities. We cannot just, um, you know, fail and fail as many as we want and then, you know, going to get scored now. But on the other hand, I understand this is the other the other thing that we, we should also consider. This defense, it's, it's it's not the regular defense. This is not how we play. Ibeaga and Murillo and Escobar and then Ryan on top. I mean, it, even defensively, Mendes starting. I mean, it's it's crazy. It's way too yeah. much. At, at least 
in in the sense us as fans but there is also a plan because i cannot possibly believe that this season it's been so good without a plan without somebody thinking yeah. okay this is the steps that we have to take we're going to take um we're going to put Chiellini to rest i know it's controversial i know we don't want it we want to see these players but at the same time i kind of get it kind of get the thing that they they they're thinking about the mls cup i feel like this team that they put together jt and i have to say in my opinion also marco garces has something to do yeah, with it because it, it, it we have a after marco garces come to lafc there's a different type of signings everything is changing and i know jt is the one getting all the credit because of course he's the gm and will also but i think there is also have to be the credit of of marco garces influence too so i think there yeah. is a plan and i i totally think that This loss was needed because it's it's a wake up call, man. You can, people are talking so good about us right now that we might get just too confident, you yeah. know. And then he put the bench and said, "Okay, let's see. This this is what we have." And oh, let me tell you, man. And the funny thing is that the very moment all that weird lineup started playing well is the moment he made the change that he yeah. did the change the, the substitutions you know we scored a goal we we tie they start playing better and then he's decide you know what it's just okay well we're gonna do the substitutions for a few minutes i think guys you feel it right when bella get there san jose got a little bit scared i think you know and, mm -hmm. and we start getting more but at the end of the day like i said the defense i was when are you gonna put segura if dolo make that substitution early at least we get a point That that's I think, how I think. Yeah, I, I, I think I think for me, Segura is the one that really confuses me the most because this is, we're talking about a guy again coming off an ACL injury. Got it. You want to you want to tread lightly there. You want to bring him back up to speed. But he was supposed to be starting to play minutes back in April, and then it went into May, and then it went into June, and then into July, and now we're almost into September. And he gets a five-minute cameo when Ibeaga's being cooked, and that the left side of our defense is just being overrun with two v ones by Christian Espinoza and Tommy Thompson. Uh, Tommy Thompson, who looks like a girl named Becky going to yoga class, like Tommy Thompson, is cooking LAFC's left side, and Eddie Segura is just on the bench. Like, I, I why it, why is Ibeaga on the feet? Well, and field. it wasn't just. I don't understand. And it's one thing, like I said, you give that first one, so be it, right? That those things happen, right? But it's, to have it, the same goal scored in the second goal. half, yes, right? yes, that's a transition But, goal. And it wasn't just to your point. It wasn't only that one, that one goal, right? It was chance after chance after chance. They would run right. straight uh -huh. at Palacios to drag uh -huh. him out, and then uh -huh. Thompson or Espinosa would come on the They'll overlap, on. and there's no support uh -huh. for Mibiaga at all. And he's not. It's like he's in the box winning headers. He's just lost. Uh, yeah. Man, I Eddie Segura is the one that really five minutes he got. What is going on? I mean, again, and then let's let's look at things from a. I'm gonna put my PT hat on right now. At this point, he tore his ACL about a year ago now, right? I think it was longer. Did, wasn't it I like thought it was the first game of last but, but year? But I don't think this has to do with the injury, right? I mean, this is a pure decision. He just played a bunch of minutes last 
few matches. Well, I mean, usually, so so usually it takes about eighteen months for you to feel to truly feel comfortable um, post ACL recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, is generally what they say. Eighteen anywhere between eighteen and twenty four months is when you actually start feeling feeling yourself, and you may feel it for a certain amount of time. You know, so he could play a game, and the likelihood is after that game he's gonna it's gonna hurt. Right. That's that's yeah, generally the report yeah. I hear from most of my athletes that are coming back from ACL is that when they that first they'll feel good, the adrenaline's pumping, they'll feel fine. And then when it finally comes down, the body's like, What the heck did you just do to me? Right. And it, and it it's in a weird situation where again, yeah. because that the your body's warning system is kind of just blaring now at this point because you you did have a, a big time injury there, it it is gonna do do a certain thing to you. And so at that, that point, that's a lot of times where you start to see some of these things take a little bit longer to fully get back into the swing of things. Yeah. You know what, Josh, I think you are right. It, it does look like it was maybe the end of July that he injured that ACL. Yeah. And then he has surgery the first week of August. I'm trying to find Yeah, Cause I remember it was like but... right around the, um, all-star game. And then the, what's it okay. called that everything kind of fell apart. And then that's when yeah. they brought in Ibiaga. Yeah. Right, like, oh, right yeah, because it was in the transfer window. That's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. they brought in Ibiaga at the deadline, so it was something, something along that line. Okay, but then what is the explanation for Ryan at front? So, Ryan Rodriguez. I think I think Josh has has the good theory here on <laughs> yeah. on what happened there. But yeah, I mean, I think your the plan is to have Rodriguez probably continue to start at that point, right? Like he started the last two games, mm. these things come, and then all of a sudden. This the worst agent in the history of professional sports decides to open his big mouth, you know, like get into Brian's head about all these different things. And again, maybe maybe I'm giving too much credit to Brian, right? yeah, <laughs> because I think I I think after hearing the uh, uh, Michael Giannone interview on uh, on Voices of Black and Gold, where he kind of just talked about like, hey, like he's he's a guy that they value in the locker room. Every guy loves him, Elias Sanchez. Saying like, hey, this is the guy that we don't want to lose. Turnello's in his corner too. Part of me also feels now after he, you know, after that, and then now seeing how he's subsequently acted, either he's just an idiot, or they were doing a lot to give him cover. Yeah, right. Like veteran guys and a veteran coach understanding, like, hey, like the all of LASU Nation is going to turn on him in a hurry if we see a recurrence of Brian with a goat part two, right? <laughs> well, I, I don't know if it's, I, I wouldn't blame the agent. I know everybody's blaming the, I, I blame him, you know, I've just, um, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, think the, the arrogance is, it's excessive. You know, it's just the, the kid doesn't have the feet in the ground. I mean, the kid is just flying and I get it too. You know, you, have you seen? I I don't know if oh, you you speak Spanish, Kirk, so you can read perfectly Spanish. Have you seen Americanistas, the, the fans of America right now? They are they thinking yeah. they're getting Cristiano Ronaldo, some stuff like that. I mean, yeah. they're so excited, and all that you know, it just builds, and the kid it, it doesn't know where he is. I think he's he desperately wants, and the thing is that he's gonna go to Mexico, and he's not gonna be happy there either. He, he wants to shine and do something big. I, I honestly, I'm tired of Ryan Rodriguez. You know, yeah, this no, is I, not I, the first time. This is I'm I'm done. 
It's that promise. I was saying when a promise after two years is not a promise. It's just a lie. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. that's not a promise anymore. Josh that and I have, have long defended his, him <laughs> both as an acquisition and then his inclusion in lineups and everything. Um, but I, like for me, this is it. Like I'm done. If you want to go, please go because this is at this point, there's too much. Like you, we had to send you to Spain for however long, eight months on loan to keep you happy. And now this, and every time, you know, every time you see a little flash or something, you're like, okay, he's going to put it all together. And it, it, it never does. It, it really is just flash in the pan type stuff from, from Rodriguez. And the crazy thing is if he thinks it's, you know, that the, that the environment isn't being friendly to him here. Good luck when he goes to Mexico. Yeah, you're right. He doesn't right? I mean, like there's a reason why Carlos Vela and Chicharito luck. refused <laughs> to talk to anyone in the Mexican media, refused to ever go back to, you know, like, why is Chicharito at the Galaxy and not at, at, at Chivas? Yeah. You know, or wherever, you know, some yes. big club. Because he's not trying to deal with that, right? Yeah. Carlos Vela, again, is perfectly happy probably to take a pay cut in a year just to hang out in LA because he wants no part of going back to Mexico. Yeah. Same right? with Chicharito too. Like th- th- those guys. Yeah. They know. Yeah. They, they know. know, you know, because again, like it, it's, it's this weird thing with the Mexican soccer press that just delights when their players do bad. Right. Yeah. So that they have something to talk about, which yeah. to be fair, I mean, again, our our most listened to episodes are the ones when we lose. So I I, I get it. We are very self aware listeners. We are very yeah. self aware. All of them in in our in our podcast too. I mean, especially when when we lose against the Galaxy, it's it's yeah. twice. So my theory is that half of those people are the Galaxy fans trying to listen they while come we're in gonna, clown. Yeah, they're gonna come and, and see and react and enjoy because you know, yeah, you know, they they are happy in that moment. So well, what's yeah, I mean, I think, I think haters genuine... and lovers pay the same price of admission. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think people just want answers. Really, they they want to like. They want to understand what they just saw. You know, they have some ideas on what it is. I mean, that's kind of how me and Josh started this whole thing in the first place was after games, we'd be texting each other for an hour. Like, dude, what what about this? What about this? What about this? And it was like, finally, let's just talk about it and record. But um, anyway, so yeah, I think that's a long way of answering your Hollingshead question, Pablo. But uh, <laughs> Well, but for- the thing is that they, they have credit. This is, this is one of the things I think. Steve Cherundolo and, and these guys have credit right now. And I know it's maybe not what, you know, like in the moment that you're frustrated because we lose, you want to hear, but there is some credit there. I mean, so far, we are still the, be- the, the, the best roster, I will say. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think yeah. if I would say we're the best team per se, because when you start watching other other teams around the league there's other teams that it seems more cohesive than us you know Philly and, just put a six spot on dc <laughs> and we needed a red card and it's well, a play heroics to beat them one nil yeah every match is different too you know i i, yeah. I just think that i just think that and you see in, in dallas beat philly i mean mm-hmm. in, in in not just by one zero i i watched the game Dallas was the better team there. Yeah, it did just. I don't know. To me, it doesn't reflect what actually happened that day. But but this is my point. My point is that I think right now everybody's frustrated because the lineup. Okay, because we know we didn't didn't win this game because the approach of Cherundolo. And remind me, if there's another time that you felt this was so Bob 
you know like remember i remember the first time we lost in the bank in 2018 was against kansas okay in mm. he just throw and never seen lineup including buba lopez the the goalkeeper from honduras <laughs> he, he the setting them for failure lopez. you yeah. know it was it was just set up for failure, and this is the first time I get those vibes, those bulb vibes, you know, like yeah. okay, let's just try something completely different and see what happens. But then at the same time, I feel I don't know, man. It feels like there is a plan. At least I feel there is a plan, but maybe it's not going the way I thought the plan was going to be. I mean, you do have Dennis. I mean, Bonga, right? That's supposed to be here at some point. Yeah. Right. So there. I mean, there's. There's your your issue there, right? I mean, like you start to see you see that move being made. Brian's gonna feel a certain way about it. Start making some noise because he, you know he's got to fight for these minutes. But obviously, instead of being a man about it and actually fighting for those minutes, yeah. he tries to fight, yep. force his way out, right? You know, yeah. so not exactly the reaction you would have liked to see. Um, Cowardly, I will right? say. Unlike yeah. unlike Mahala, right? Who just continues to yeah. ball. I mean, like that finish today. I mean, Kirk and I have been on him, you know, throughout the year, right? Like, man, the quality in terms of the finishing and the and the passing yeah. just isn't there. But today, like, you know, like that was clinical, right? That wasn't mm-hmm. just a banger he hit. That yep. was just a clinical finish in open space. You well, know? and he's start- the thing about him is similar to Sifu, right? Where you've seen a clear progression through the season. It's not like either of those guys started this well. Um, at the beginning of the year, like at the beginning of the year, there was still a lot, a lot left to be desired in terms of decision-making quality of passing quality of finishing. And they're starting to put that stuff together. And Opoku's off ball movement is really starting to pay off as he begins to finish more, um, as well. So yeah, it's, um, yeah, I, if there were ever somebody to help Brian Rodriguez work through this, it's, he's right there in the locker room. It's Mahala, right? You just look at him and see what he's doing. Like you're going to get minutes if you're performing, but, I, I have a theory about that, um, about Brian, what will happen in Mexico. You know, here he has this, he's a designated player. He knows he makes more money than Mahala and all of them, mm-hmm. you know. In Mexico, he's not going to be a designated player. He's probably not going to be the guy who wins or who makes more money, Yeah, you know. He's going to be just another player. And maybe that's exactly what he needs because the pressure of, of being a yeah. DP, it's kind of went to his head. And like I said, I'm just I'm done with him. I I think I think this loss was necessary. I firmly believe. Um, mm-hmm. actually, you know, I, a part of me, a little tiny part of me, is kind of happy because I don't really care about this streak, this records, all that. Yeah, thing. yeah. After 2019, I don't care about any of those things. I just care about us being the best we can be in the playoffs. Yeah. Just a few games. It's how many games are? Like three, four? Four. I think it's four rounds. Four games. That's it. You know, and so so to me this is important to have a loss. Yes. Because you know all those winning streaks sooner or later they're in. I don't want it to end in the middle of the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I didn't know we were not gonna get all the 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 points that we have to play in these last 10 games. And I honestly I don't really, I'm not that concerned about what I saw today. I don't think we're going to see it again. I think this was the last stretch he's trying to get um, to 
how how I say, oh gosh, sometimes English is hard for me. Okay, so he's trying to minimize the impact of those minutes and the best players he wants for Austin, right? I think yeah. we all know that, you know. So, mm -hmm. but we are frustrated because we didn't get the result. But at the end of the day, well, it's good that there is no cute picture in the in the locker room today. Maybe they need that too, you know? Yeah, they need to they need to remember that you cannot underestimate anybody in this league. Like, like, like you were saying, you know, like Philly went so confident. They even were trolling us and then trolled Dallas. I don't know if you noticed. They were yeah. trolling both of us. Mm -hmm. And then they don't lose him because they underestimate Dallas. I would never underestimate Dallas. Velasco, that guy I've been in my podcast in Spanish, I've been asking for him before they went there. I say that should be your DP. Mm -hmm. I still think it can be better, right? But my point is... This is necessary for us to remember that, yes, we have uh, Gareth Bale, we have Chiellini, we have names, but that's not going to give us a trophy, you know. Just the yeah. names by itself is not. And the players feeling like, you know, well, we can, we're going to win no matter what. Well, there you go. There's San Jose. You couldn't win there. We just lost. And in a way, it's good. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. I, I, maybe I, some of you or listeners are not gonna like this, but you know, I, I that's think how, I think that's there's definitely. I, I think you are right. There, there are things that you can take. Um, like you can you you can definitely use this to kind of recenter yourself and and build again going into the playoffs. And again, it's like you said, it's just it really is just one loss. It's frustrating to see, essentially, just a, a game just thrown away like this. Um, where you have, I would argue, five like five major rotations, um, and it's also good because you get some answers. Like you know that if Ibaga starts, you're going to have problems. You know if you start Mendez, you're going to have problems. If he starts next to Blessing, it's going to be even worse. Hollingshead is not a forward, right? Escobar, I think you brought up a good point about Escobar. He, I mean, he struggled. I think he he seemed to be the one sliding around on that on that pitch the most, but. Uh, he struggled, and so maybe Hollingshead is the guy. I I, I don't know, um, but anyway, um, I do want to talk a little bit more about load management. You kind of brought it up, like there's you trust like that there's a strategy in place, Pablo. Um, oddly enough, I feel like Josh and I might be the most qualified podcast to talk about load management, given our our backgrounds. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, Josh is a doctor of phys uh, physical therapy. I have a master's degree in exercise science. Um, I, I'm about to flex on on the soccer podcasting world, Josh. I don't think anybody can match those credentials. No, Do I you? don't think so. <laughs> I mean, I, I've, since, I've since started to uh, specialize in wound care, but you know, that's for, that's for the paper. Yeah, a little less so for for the credential. So now that we've appealed to our own authority, <laughs> let's talk some load management. Um, because I feel like this is this is the genesis of what you know these rotations are about. Chiellini hasn't dressed for two games. Gareth Bale hasn't played much more than twenty five minutes in a, in a game. Um, so let's. I, I don't I don't know the best way to go about this because I, to be honest with you, I don't totally understand exactly what they're trying to do, uh, other than not overwork people and bring guys that were out out of season into the season slowly. Um, I am of the opinion that these are professional athletes and especially a guy like Bale, who's only 32. Like, I think he's probably, I think he's probably got plenty in his legs, but 
let's let's chat about this, Josh. Uh, why don't Why don't you lead off here? Yeah, I mean, like so when you when you look at the overall breakdown, right? Like I said, they're perfectly capable of playing three games a week, yeah. or two 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 games a week, right? So like um, every Monday, mm-hmm. Wednesday, or Monday, Thursday, you know, is is the for most top tier teams in the world is the expectation, right? And so obviously there's going to be some of these weird things where you have, you know, like the the random Tuesday night game or whatever it may be. So, you know, obviously you are coming off a little bit of a weird, weird um, rest period. But at the same time, like I said, like you, were, you, like you alluded to, right, there's, there is generally no reason for them not to bring them along sooner. Um, and again, I, and especially when you think about the way in the way that they've struggled at times throughout the season, it's, it has to do more a lot with cohesion and, and some of these things like just kind of like they don't anticipate each other very well um, in, in certain moments rather than anything else, right? It's not a matter of yeah. skill or talent. It just tends to be more like what is the expectation, right? Do I expect, am I expecting this guy to be here when, when I make this pass or so on and so forth? Do I make the run? You um, see, so that right there, you see it tonight when Mario makes that run up, the, he, when he makes it down the right flank mm-hmm. around the defender, I don't know how he gets around that defender, but he plays in a cross and Bale squares, squares the ball off a of volley back across the goal. And Chicho hadn't made the run in time. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause he's not expect he's not anticipating that ball. Cause he hasn't played with Bale. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I told my wife when we were watching. I said Chicho didn't trust he was going to do it because maybe older player wouldn't do it. But yeah. he's got it Bale, and he got the talent to do it. Yeah. And I, you can see even in the camera the face of Chicho when he knew I didn't do the properly. Yeah. He, if yeah. he would have trust that Bale was going to do that, he would have that would be a goal yeah but in and, and that, that's that's when i was like telling my wife a little frustrated saying okay i i get it about the physical thing but these three guys are really our three best players yeah they need to play together yes because they're not gonna know each other you know they're not gonna understand what is going on if they don't play together so that's the moment i do have my doubts you know when i did you realize that the two goals that Garden Bale score comes from Chicho. But in certain points, mm-hmm. it's like Bale gets in, Chicho goes out in a couple mm-hmm. of the games. You remember yeah. that? And I was like, why you don't let them play together? Clearly, yeah. they have a better connection than Bella. But, you know, so that load management, that that I have my doubts. Yeah. I, I'd be honest with you. And Bella, Bella's connection with the two is a lot different, right? Like, he he's that guy who drops into the midfield to create for the other two in absence of... Mm-hmm. Having a number ten that sews it together, Vela is playing that Isco role where he floats underneath it and then just feeds the strikers, um, and he is perfectly content to do those things, right? But then the funny thing is, is we talk, you know, like making that, anticipating the run, like Vela has spent the last three years not making that run because it was at Latif's feet or if it was at Mark Anthony K's feet. Like it's like why, why bother? Yeah. It's I'm yeah. not going to get the ball here, right? Um, you do see him do it much more now if if it's on Ilya or or Acosta like he trusts that they're going to try they're yeah. going to make that pass or at least attempt it so it's worth his it's worth his effort but again like 
these are those things, right, that where it just takes time to develop. And obviously, sometimes maybe in a, a little bit more of a negative sense, if you're Carlos and expect and not expecting a ball or not ex- yeah. almost knowing that the ball's not going to get through. Yeah. Right. Um, which is a little bit different. But, you know, so yeah, from a load management perspective, like I said, from the only one that I, I can say is, like I said, obviously it's Segura, right? Because I know it did, you are around that. It's rehab. Yeah. It's rehab. And then there is like this, it's, it's almost purely subjective at this point. It's just how his body feels and reacts yeah. to the increase in minutes, right? Not necessarily going to be linear. Like, no, well, for sure. 10 minutes, 15. 20, 30, mm-hmm. 45, it, 90. Yeah. And you could do 90 and then you're going to feel it. And then after that 90, it drops down to a 60 again. Yep. It drops yep. down to a 40 or 30 because, again, the body just reacts differently, right? Like not everyone is Virgil van Dyke, right? Tear your ACL, come back game one of the season yeah. and be exact, look exactly the same as you did before. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, okay. Right? But there's a reason why they, you know, he's worth $100 million you know, and our defenders that we're paying are worth 800,000. Yeah. So I think, I think that's a great point about Segura and like really managing him closely. Um, But then you get to the question of, okay, do you really need to save that much in Vela or Bale's legs or even Chiellini's legs or Ilya, right? Um, Who I didn't think, was done any favors by having to come into this game to try and like chase a result from like from the 70th minute. Yeah. Uh, By that time the game was already set and he had to come in and change everything. We allowed San Jose to grow into that game for 70 minutes before we fixed anything. Kind of like Pablo said, right. We kind of like started to take over the game and then all of a sudden there were subs. Um, But so I want to go into, I mean, from an, like an exercise science standpoint there's a few things there's a few variables that you can look at you can look at like how they're training and where their heart rate is and in in games or in training and how often they're reaching like zone one two or three and how much time they're spending there so you kind of look at their cardiovascular system i don't know if the little sports bra gps trackers have heart rate monitors i don't believe that they do i always Um, thought that they did is there like a chest strap in the bottom of that sports bra i believe so okay Maybe. I mean, again, from, from where I'm standing, like, I don't know, like, it's not very useful if it doesn't have that anyway. Yeah. And like, but um, I, you could look at total miles, but like, that's so subjective. It's not like, like some guys are going to be able to run 15 miles every game and some guys are only going to run five and that's about all they can do. But that's, that's going to vary more from player to player. But like, are guys having trouble sleeping? Are they completely drained after a game where they get, can't even get out of bed the next day? Um, those are some of the things that you need data on. I don't have that data, so I can't tell you, I can't tell anybody like, oh yeah, this is this person is clearly overtrained at this point. Um, what I can say, and this isn't scientific because it's not falsifiable, but LAFC have largely escaped injuries this year. And again, I can't I can't falsify that statement and say, well, if they hadn't rested, then we would have a rash of injuries that. There's no way of knowing that. Um, so again, not scientific, but so far, no injuries, and it's been okay. Um, but I, I, I kind of fall back to that same point, Josh. Of is there really a need to 
manage them this much? Could you do a little bit more so that we can build some of that chemistry that Pablo's talking about between a front three? Honestly, when I see Bale come on in the last 25 minutes, or to, like today was the last 15 minutes, I think, uh, it's kind of like MLS of 15 years ago where it's just like, get the ball to David Beckham and let's see what yeah. happens. He's going to do something awesome. And then everybody just sits and watches. Yeah. And like, how are they ever going to become a cohesive unit if they only ever play 15 minutes when they're chasing a game? I, I don't know. Well, and to be fair, I think some of it also maybe not just load management from a physical perspective, but also roster management from a chemistry perspective. Mm. Right. It's like, how do you not reward Chicho and Mahala for yeah. what yeah. they for the work that they put in? Very good point. Right. Mm-hmm. And you can say, okay, Gareth Bell, I know you're, you know, the one of the most accomplished football players of all time, but Mahal is playing better than you right now. <laughs> you know, yeah. like it's weird to it's weird to say it, right? But you know, he's Mahal is in form. Yeah. Right. So it's like how do you drop how do you drop him? Right. And obviously the one that the one that would be frustrating is like when they brought in Brian for Chicho. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. like, and Chicho rightfully was mad about it, right? Yep. And so, you know, but obviously, like, you kind of want to put him into the shop window. You got to kind of, you know, you got to give an opportunity to raise his value a little bit, all these different things of like that. And so I think part of it is, you know, like, let's let's call it roster management as opposed to just purely the load management from a physical perspective. Because I think there is some of that there where you have to look at guys in terms of, how are you going to keep this many mouths fed and this yeah. many these many professionals happy given the situation yeah Pablo. i have a i have a question for you guys because i'm here with the experts <laughs> <laughs> so um when you have a preseason right you you started the preseason don't you think that the difference is that in the um, in the in that preseason and everybody is kind of in the same spot so the level of intensity, the first two, three games, all over the league is going to be the same. But these guys come with a preseason while we are two-thirds already on yeah. it. So the level of the other players is probably superior, right? So has can that affect? I mean, their preseason cannot be the same as the preseason you have if everybody starts together. Right. That, that would be my question. There is a possibility of this load management. It's... Because the league already are a certain level, a physical level right now, that they cannot achieve so easily because they are really behind. Yeah. But I I think that will be an explanation. But then you have other teams that just don't wait. Bob is not waiting. Bob just (laughs) got his players. There you go. Go play. Yeah. You know, and Ricky Puch, just go play, bro. I Typical mean, Bob Bradley team, just <laughs> scoring ridiculous goals and giving up more. Like, yeah, I know, just... but 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 my point is, what is going on yeah. with us? And for a moment, I'm gonna I'm gonna confess something right now. For a moment, I have my doubts about the front office when I saw some rumor that they cannot play them because. They're being investigated. And I was like, oh, my God, what if it is true? You know what I'm saying? Oh, there's a because there was a rumor out about that? There was that? a rumor. I saw somebody tweet somebody saying they're being investigated. 
Did their, did their Twitter bio actually, say Carson, California? It was an Orlando or an Orlando fan that was saying that. But then, of course, I know it's an Orlando fan. I'm not going to believe it. But believe it or not, it got me a little bit. You know, I was yeah, like, yeah. whoa, yeah. it makes sense. The two of them are not playing. Why? You just don't rest one. And then now I see that Bale even have some minutes. So I say, okay, so that was all. Yeah. But for a moment, they got me, you know? And I was yeah. like, what is going on here? I think yeah. it's Bob PTSD, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, seriously, like when you think about how how Bob manages his team and how he just kind of ran people into the ground by the end of the year, right? Like, the, you know, the 29 team, for as good as it was, was the walking wounded by the time you got to the playoffs. Right? Yeah. Like, you know, Carlos Vela had pulled a hamstring and after that, which just wasn't quite the same after mm-hmm. that moment, right? Like Dio really was the guy and Rossi, I think in the, in that Carson playoff game were the ones that came up big. Yeah, so much had, Carl- I think they both had braces in that game. If I remember correctly. But Dio was the most important in that game, to be oh, honest with you. Right? He's just the one who sealed the whole thing. And yeah, so I, I, I miss Dio a lot. That's I mean, one of the reasons I'm happy. <laughs> I'm so happy about Chicho is because I miss Dio so much, but yeah. Yeah, well, and, but I think yeah, I think that I think ultimately it's that right. It's like you you understand that there is, like I said, MLS is you know straight from Bob's mouth, right? MLS is f- four phases, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, there is that beginning phase. There is that summer phase. There's the last push before the end of mm-hmm. the before the end, and then there's the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And they've definitely ro- rotated a ton heading into the two, but then again, you have. You have these guys you're trying to work in slowly but surely. And I think, again, it's just trying to get to that fourth phase. I just don't want to leave it too late is, I think, would be my biggest yeah. concern. You just yeah. are waiting a little bit too long to pull the trigger before before the playoff push. But, you know, again, you still have, what, eight games left? No, eight games, yeah, into November. So I, to go back to your question, though, Pablo, I think I think it is a good one about – the, the, the rest of the team and the rest of the league having time to get into shape, get into form. And then, so at this point, they're at a certain level of physical fitness, right? And you have Chiellini and Bale who are coming in after their seasons are over. Neither of them played a whole lot this year. So in, in exercise science, and I, I'm sure in physical therapy, Josh uses the same term. We call it periodization, right? So you go through different periods of, of performance, and you might start with like a stabilization phase where it's all just like working on muscle, muscle endurance and some balance and flexibility training and stuff like that. And a certain, like a, a lower level of cardiovascular training. And then you go into the next phase and the next phase and the next phase, and you cycle through these phases over time, even in the off season, like in the, once you're done with the season, you go back into stabilization, you work up and then you ramp back down and then ramp back up during the season. So you cycle athletes through this so they avoid overtraining. So it's it is it is possible that LAFC has like a very specific periodization regimen. Um, again, without knowing who their strength and conditioning people are, and and having a conversation with them, I can't give you any details on what that would be, and I doubt they'd share it with me anyway. Um, but that is taken into consideration. And my guess is that they're still in like the early phases of, you know, maybe the first or second phase of periodization before they want them to go a full match or whatever. They want them to reach a certain phase. I, I, I don't know. I mean, that's that's the best I got, really. 
Yeah, I mean, I I said that would be that would be the the closest answer. I mean, without again, like you're saying, without having the data and the science, you know, to back up the science, you know, this is that that would be our probably the best assessment, you know, in my opinion of of what what's happening there, you know, and we know that they've heavily invested into the sport science aspect of these things, especially in into the post Bob era, where I think they're trusting they're trusting those decisions a little bit more obviously but at the same time i think it, it is a bit frustrating especially when you when you see the lineup that was rolled out today yeah yeah so i don't know i, I feel like we've almost talked this one to death pablo I, I don't know if that answers your question or if it raises yes, more questions for you no or... no no it does because it it does make sense in in many ways about at least those two you know and Lisa, Kellini, yeah. yeah. considering their ages too, you know. I mean, that's who Kielini. you really want to see, right? Yeah. You really want to see those guys, especially Kellini. So I, I am not. I think this this game was not. Uh, we didn't lose this game because because Bale didn't play. It's because you changed completely everybody, including people who are really young, like Cifuentes. Like I don't understand. Do you really need to see Cifuentes? I mean, really? I mean, it's it's he. I mean, at that age, with that level that he's, because physically speaking, that I'm gonna tell you, the two Ecuadorians, physically speaking, are probably the best I've, I've ever seen yeah. in yeah. this team. I mean, Palacios has incredible physical form right now, and and even today that was a bad day. Even today that he has to, <laughs> he, he pretty much got defeated. You know, it, it's he's been one of our best players, and that's why Ryan never could get that left, mm-hmm. left, um, left lane. You know, like he cannot go there because Palacios has been good. It's been so good; it's impossible to move him out of there. Yeah. But then, then as when I'm start, this is those are my questions. Do you really need to sit, uh, Cifuentes? Because I understand if you want to sit Eli Sanchez, right? Yeah. I understand he's older. No, okay, I get it. You know, and you got Acosta there. Like Acosta yeah, acquitted exactly. himself quite well at the six today. Exactly. And I, think, so, I think it. I think it looks a lot different if you have Acosta, Sifu, and Blessing, right? I think. Mm-hmm. And make yeah. it, 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 it. I think this is a great question, Pablo, because you couldn't run Sifu for sixty. You couldn't start him and let him go sixty, and then bring in Mendez just to close up shop afterward. Like, that's where it's like for me. What's the difference between giving a twenty-year-old kid thirty and sixty? I don't know. I don't have that data. But, well, yeah. I mean, again, and that's where I start to wonder. When you coming back to that roster management situation, it's like, do you have? Are you trying to get Mendez up to speed? Are you trying to keep Latif yeah, in the fold maybe, of things maybe. because you need? You know, those are guys that you're anticipating being more important down the stretch, right? Yeah, yeah. Right? you're going to need the depth. You're going to need fair. them to be sharp. And so you say, okay, I need to give them 60 because they haven't played, you know, they've only been playing 20, 30 minutes at a time as of late, you know. So, you know, I want to reward Latif because Latif has been playing well. I want to do this because, you know, so on and so forth, um, you know, and then kind of approach it from yeah. that standpoint. That's right? fair. Because, yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's, that makes sense. And the other thing also is that maybe Cherundolo is really taking serious the next game. He really thinks this game is very important, but yeah. at the end, we both lose points, so nothing really changed between us and and us. Yeah, you know, level on so, games now. 
Mm. We're up. We're still up by nine points. Philly yep. drew within six points, but they've got a game in hand. Yeah, uh, we have a game in hand on them. Sorry. Um. Anyway. Yeah. So. So really, it's it's not a big deal. I mean, that's what I was I was arguing in the chat and and the, the voices of the black and I was telling people. Some people were really upset. Absolutely understandable. I'm not saying that. And even somebody mentioned something like. This is how we started. This is how it started last year. Something like people were saying mm. that we're fine. We're fine. I mean, this is a different animal, man. This is a completely different animal from last season. We're yeah. not saying everything is fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'm just saying that some that in football, you know, this is what it is. Football. You have you. Nobody ever have won the league winning every single freaking game. You're gonna lose games. You're gonna tie ones. You know, you you draw. It's it's part of it. Yeah. No, you're gonna concede goals. Also, it's it's you cannot complain every time somebody is scoring us. It does you don't have to go and complain saying, "Oh, we're terrible" because mm. they score a goal on us. I mean, it. This is what's gonna happen. And one of the things that I love about Louis in Spanish, he always said, "The others also play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're not just cones there. I mean, they're gonna. Yeah. There's they're another. Gonna, they, there's another team of professionals. Yeah, there are another team of professionals that are Except gonna Tommy see the recordings. They're going to study us. They're going to try to find a way to beat us, you know. And today, they got it easy because we have heavy rotations. Yeah. You know, it, uh, we have to accept it. The, the, the substitutions didn't have enough time because we haven't talked about this. But that double yellow of Ely Sanchez, you know, changed completely psychologically the game because there is the physical, the tactical, but we never have to forget the psychological part, which, by the way, is one of the things that this team has lacked for mm-hmm. in short existence. The psychological strength to go against sometimes the, the, the worst moments. So today you, you do your substitutions. We're doing okay. And then they start taking a little bit of control and boom, we have Eli Sanchez out. So now we have one woman down and we have this situation with psychologically those substitutions never really get to, you know, to, 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 to click. Yeah. And we have this type of game. So it's to me, it's fine. It's okay. We need it. We need this too. We need to feel ourselves like this. I mean, maybe no, we, the fans, but they, <laughs> the players, you know, and, and now we have to go to Austin and we're not going to have Ely Sanchez, which is, you know, one of our best players and the guy who's been, you know, dominating the, the, the midfield. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, um, let's, uh, let's get into some questions here. We have quite a few, so we'll have to kind of get through them quickly. Um, but we want to make sure to get to everybody. First one's from Tom Camilleri at Bronkfan07. Sort of, get, uh, sort of got the idea that throwing random guys together in unfamiliar positions may not actually work. When it was clear it wasn't working, why did Dolo not sub at halftime? And I'm confused by the bail strategy now. He's playing less in his run-up to the World Cup. Uh, a lot here. Uh, I think they could have gone with halftime subs. Um, but again, it's a matter of like, what what is it that... What is it in load management, whatever that term is, that they're chasing here? And without the data, I don't have any answers for that. Um, Josh, what do you think about bail playing... Seemingly fewer minutes leading up to the World Cup. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's that's truly the period phase, right? The periodization phase, right? Yeah. Where it goes from like <laughs> you go for endurance, yes. and then you're going for like, okay, we're just gonna work on 
go all out for 15 minutes and then pull it back and then work on that. You know, and again, it, it's weird to think of it in that light, but truly from a sports science perspective, that is, that is the best way to work him back in there. Right. Where if yeah. like you say, okay, you go safe because if he's going to play say 60 off the bat, right. Or 90, there are periods of the game at which you're, you're taking time, you're taking some off. Right. Versus coming in the last 15 minutes, you're just saying go 100% balls to the wall the whole time. And yeah, then yeah. It, it's a different type of, of strain on the body. Right? That's so, more like a power, a power mm-hmm. strain, power phase, right? Um, not necessarily like a, like intervals or something like that or, or something else. Um, yeah, so so it, it really is different. It's different. So again, I think it's just a, a different level of of an approach right and i think there's something there there is a long game like i said i just i just hope that they've planned it out accordingly to match up to get them to peak at the right time basically yeah i mean he's got about two and a half months left so they're gonna have to figure it out yeah that's (laughs) it doesn't sound like an enough time though but yeah 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 uh, I guess we'll find out. Uh, okay, Lionel Hutz at from Cheap Seat. Well, at least we know Mendez can't fill Ilya's spot. Ibiaga can't fill Segura's. Blessing can't fill Sefuentes. And Hollingshead can't fill Vela's. Holy cow. Tell us how you really feel. Uh, probably should have known that before the game. Yeah, I, this is this is so spot on. It's like, uh, it's almost painful how it's, accurate this is. It's Brian's fault, let's be real. That's really the only answer. <laughs> He's the first this. domino. Yeah. <laughs> But I don't understand. I, I, if I was the, the coach, uh, I wanna I wanna put whatever it needs to win that game or at least get the draw. I, I mean, I I would have just put Brian honestly, because yeah. whatever he is doing with, you know, unless he he got the call from upstairs and say, hey, sit him. You know, my my guess is that it's probably yeah. part of the transfer. You don't want to risk anything, yeah. right? You don't want him to get. Know, you don't want him to strain a hamstring and then. But America's then why like, ah, he traveled, right? He traveled, right? So why is he going to travel? I, I don't understand. Uh, I, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but they did. So they did. Uh, they did sign Danny Trejo officially today. So uh, it, it does seem like he's gone. There's All a right, young DP right there. Yeah. Christopher Colonna um, at Bourdain lives. Also, oh, uh, there was no excuse to lose tonight. None. They should have easily beaten that San Jose team. LAFC had better uh, get their blank together and fast. Four of the next five matches are on the road, and three of them are tough. Figure it out, figure it out, LAFC. Figure it out quick. Also, am I wrong to say that starting that I'm starting to see some red flags with the team? Some warning signs that all may not be 100% well. You look at how tough it was against DC, and now this miserable performance tonight. Am I just overthinking? Or is there something to this, Pablo? I see you nodding there. Well, I think I don't. I I haven't seen red flags yet. Okay, I I I understand how people feel about the game in DC, but I understand that it's part of the of the cycle of the teams. You know, you go ups and downs, go ups and downs, and right now, if this is our down, it, it doesn't look that bad. I mean. That's a, good point. That's a good point. Considering yeah. the situation, you know, that we play with LAFC B, I, I, I mean, it's, it's it's not bad. We we didn't get destroyed. In fact, I will tell you this. It's just 
even in that second goal, by the way, the players were just slipping around all match. I don't know what was going on with that with that pitch, yeah. man. But but even I think it, I think it's Ryan the one who I don't remember. But in that goal, the problem is one of our defenders slip. I mean, it's just sometimes it's just luck, man. I and think it's I, I, I think to, it's Mario when he's trying to come yeah. over, come across, mm-hmm. he slips. So but, I don't yeah. think you 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 should just start thinking that something is wrong now. Nobody, nobody can say we're gonna be champions because nobody can say from any team, you know. So, yeah. but what we can tell you, or I will say, is I am ninety nine percent sure we're gonna win the shield and we're gonna be the most consistent team in twenty twenty two. Yeah, the best team in the way to get the results. And I have my doubts tactically. I mean. If somebody of you also uh, who listen to this podcast, speak Spanish and listen to me in Spanish, they know that I have tactically, I have a lot of doubts, you know? I still have a lot of doubts. But I have to admit, these guys somehow get the result. Now they're not going to get all the results. And this is not a bad, bad moment. I, I, I don't feel it. I don't know you guys. Do you see red flags? Yeah, for me, ahead, I don't Josh. see. I don't. Th- I don't think I'm seeing red flags until I start seeing the XG brigade uh, coming out and telling me that all things are <laughs> all, all things are fine. Right? That's how you know. Yeah, that's you how know, you know. The true red flag is when you have to tell me that XG is the reason why you know our expected XG is is mean you know is is going to be why we're gonna be okay. Like yeah. no, LAFC actually won tonight. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah. <laughs> Like that kind of thing. Like, you know, this is one of those objective ones where we can say, no, we played bad and we, and we, we lost. Okay. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, like, so just don't let it happen again or in a, in a bigger moment kind of thing. And so, yeah, I mean, I can, I think from a, from a coaching perspective, I, I, I welcome it. Right. Cause I think it's a, like these ones are good, are good for the soul. Um, you know, as from a fan perspective, it's annoying. I think I think the red flag for me tonight would be um, on individual players and performances and kind of like you said Pablo uh, Pep's Pep has this great quote about tactics Um, uh, what is it Uh, people uh, people talk about tactics but in the end tactics are just players and I, I, I really like that idea, right? The way that he plays at Man City is because of Kevin De Bruyne, right? Like, he chooses tactics to fit his players. And what you did tonight with those players doesn't work, especially with five of those players on there, right? So you can't play that way with those players. So to me, the red flags are Mendez and Blessing can't play together in a midfield like that. Holling said can't play on the right wing, especially if Escobar's next to him. Right. And Ibiaga can't Ibiaga <laughs> can't play at center back for that extended amount of time. But I'm pretty um, sure my ten year old could have told you those exact same things. <laughs> no, but but yeah. you know what is the thing? The thing is that we have become this team very different than Bob, actually, in the way that we are this team that uh, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it this way. Bob was more like Barcelona, you know? control the ball, have the possession, attack, 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 you know? Mm-hmm. And when you lose the possession, you, you're you done. 
because you don't know how to defend because you almost always have the ball. Yeah. And the only way you know how to defend is with the ball. When you have it, you defend with a position. If right. they take the position away from you, you're, you're dead. So, but this one, this team become more Real Madrid, you know? This is a team that can absorb, can handle some pressure, you yeah. know? that And then they kill you. You give it space and they kill you. And the biggest example was Orlando. You remember that game? Orlando, statistically, Orlando was the better team. And they got they, they got murdered 4-2, yeah. you know, because we could absorb all that attack. We were steady. We were good. But this is exactly what you're saying. Okay, so Ibeaga is not the defender that is going to know how to absorb all that. He's not. I mean, mm-hmm. Segura, Chiellini can do it, but not him. You know, and on the other hand, I honestly, I was, I was tweeting. I wanted Escobar to go out, Ryan to go down, to and back, then put yeah. and and please, Brian Rodriguez or Bill has to go out front if we really want to win this game. Yeah, that's that's what as weird. I don't understand how Sifu, being so young, didn't just went to you know at halftime. But anyways, so yeah, that's yeah. that's no, my, I, I I agree. I agree yeah. with you. All right, next one, Justin at their uh, Justin thirty three W. Heavy rotations were needed. Some players showed us why they are strictly used for depth, as the great Italian philosopher Gennaro Gattuso once said. Sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe blank. Um, again, family friendly podcast. I will always censor out the tweets. I'm not offended by any by, by whatever anybody says. We just want to keep our our clean rating. Our clean rating is all. Uh, yeah, I, th- I again, rotations being needed. You rotated too heavily. You got cute. You got caught. What are you gonna do? Uh, my kids, my kids try to steal candy all the time in the house, and guess what? I always catch them. So <laughs> sometimes you get caught. Uh, That's a good one. <laughs> uh, good enough for a draw, but so was a way trip to Vancouver. Sanchez foul unlucky. Yeah, I mean, th- you look back and like the two. <laughs> You have this, and you have to go all the way back to Vancouver for a bad result, right? Um, and you just you just got beat. I, I don't know. You guys got any more commentary on that one? Things happen. You know, like I said. Yeah. Like, yeah. things happen. You just have to make sure that you learn from those things, right? I think is ultimate. Yeah. Um, let's see. The players are there are from at Danniness. The players are there. The momentum was there. What was that? Just couldn't wield it tonight? uh arm shrug emoji um i mean they they yeah i think pablo you said you know in the second half they started to build it they got the goal started to look a little bit better and then just couldn't make it happen and then Ilya gets to i i think Ilya was on for like 19 minutes maybe even mm-hmm. not that um and then once you go down a man it's it's gonna be really tough to come back but uh at livy hennessy so many yellow cards for LAFC, Cifuentes, Acosta, Chicho, Ibeaga, and then a red for Ilié. Could we possibly lose more players to yellow card accumulation? I don't know. I don't know those numbers, actually. Um, I don't know what everybody's sitting on. I know that it, I think it's only Ilié for Austin. Yeah. But I, I mean, Acosta, Acosta had already just sat for yellow card accumulation not that long ago. And so. I think Sifu did, too, didn't he? Mm-hmm. So they should be in the clear. I don't. I don't remember Chicho ever getting any, or at least not very many. I think that was that had to have been Bale's first card. 
So, hmm. All right, at Steely Zidane, that unauthorized Brian Rodriguez interview may have cost us a result. Josh, I'm going to you on this one. This was this was your theory. Yeah, I mean, see ya. Yeah. <laughs> Deuces. Don't let, the, don't let the door hit you on the way out. Yeah. Don't forget your baby goat. Yeah. All right, Jeff Talk. I think we should I think we should play our good players instead of our bad players. Perhaps one of the thousand wingers we should have uh, we have should play winger instead of an old defender. That sort of thing. But we don't. We don't have a bunch of wingers anymore. We got rid of two of them. Remember, and the other is not here yet. You know when when is he supposed to get here? I, I don't know. I think he's mm-hmm. in Los Angeles, Bowanga we're speaking yeah, of. Yeah, but because but. this is this is one of the reasons is that if we had it Moose, it would be a different game. I'm not saying Moose is a super player, oh, that's but Kirk's favorite player. But 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 it definitely <laughs> definitely he can give something that Ryan couldn't do as an attacker. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love Ryan Hollinshead. I I love that player. I like him. I think he's good, yeah. but Nobody is good everywhere. Not okay, everybody has yeah. their own position. So yeah, we don't have a bunch of. That's why we signed Trejo, and yeah. so I don't understand. Maybe Trejo should have played instead of Ryan. I don't know, man. But yeah, I think we may have reached the the limit of my Danny Musovski should not be playing over X player, right? <laughs> he should absolutely be playing over Ryan Hall over Ryan Hollingshead as a winger, uh, even though again as I've said so many times like i don't see musovsky as a winger but i do agree like he's gonna be better than that um but what are you gonna do uh at joe shabelli if i'm saying that wrong tweet at me uh i expect bale and keely need to play the full 90 in austin after all this rest i mean i would love it but it's not not gonna happen yeah i think i think they might start yeah. Right. Maybe that's what all this I is about, getting so. them to start. I think they're going to close the game. Well, Kielini will start. I mean, Kielini has been doing that 60 on, 30 off. Yeah. Right? So I think yeah. I think it's Mario Kielini to start off. He comes off at the 60th. Segura comes in for the last 30. Mm, I mean, sense. if Segura can't go, you cannot play Ibeaga <laughs> against Austin. <laughs> no, 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 no. You can't? You will, can't. like, they will eat him alive. Yeah. It, it, I mean, that will be a long, long night if Ibiaga's playing against that front line. Hmm. That's going to be a good man. Game. I just, I, it just dawned on me that game. we might see Ibiaga against Austin, and I'm, <laughs> I don't even know what to say right now. Well, no, I don't think we will. After tonight, it's impossible. I don't think it's going to happen. It, you, oh man, you would have to. Yeah. You would. No, it's not happening. Everybody don't has worry to about see it, it right? Everybody has to see it, right, Pablo? Yeah. yeah. No, no, it's not going to happen. No worry, man. Okay. <laughs> All right. At Champs, Papa, 10-15. Six league games in August and one dumb money grab at SoFi. Sometimes you have to mess with the rotations. You know what? This is this is a good point, too. Six games in August. Every August is packed like this with six games. And then you have the game uh, against uh, Club America in, in SoFi, right? So it's like, what are we... Why? Why are we doing this? Why are there so many matches? Um, hmm. That's a good point. So, you know, the reason you have to rotate is because you had to play at Ram Stadium. But, all right, guys, we did it. We made it. Took us an hour and 19 minutes. 
<laughs> um, you guys got anything else before we close out here? No, I don't think so. I mean, like I said, I think I'm excited to get to the next one now. Um, you know, just to see them hopefully put it all back together and go from there. Same. I'm happy that this is over. <laughs> I okay. think we need it, honestly. That's that's how I close. I think we needed this loss, and and I'm pretty sure good things are gonna come out of this. I'm a hundred percent sure. Manifest I still think it, Pablo. A... Manifest it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Pablo, thank, you wanna... for, thank you for the invite, man. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, of course. I, of course. I kind of invited myself, though, because I'm so sneaky, you know? It was 131, and I just said, well, maybe they start at eight, then boom, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, no, it, no, it's good. We loved having you. We loved having you. Uh, so, Pablo, why don't you go ahead and tell people where they can find more of your commentary? Okay, so in Spanish, it's a, a Dale Black and Gold podcast. We have a, a weekly in Spanish. We talk mostly about tactics. I think this is our, our thing with, with Louis Donis, my co-host. It's, I, I would say I, I'm, I, don't, I am not an expert in things like physical like this, guys, but it will be like, like counter press, but in Spanish. <laughs> we try to focus more about the, 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 the tactics of the game. And yeah. we just talk about that in every game so and so you can find us in spotify and all all the platforms of, of podcasts yeah. you can find us if you speak spanish of course el mejor podcast sobre lfc <laughs> dale black and gold ya lo saben vamos equipo vamos <laughs> <laughs> eso all right so you can follow our show at counterpress underscore you can follow josh lfc josh on twitter and you can follow me at kirk kinsey Thank you all for sticking with us and we'll see you all. Well, we'll talk to you all after the next match. Uh, tonight.